You're listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a podcast all about pop culture that these brilliant ladies enjoy. So, heat up your kettles. It's tea time. Hello, everyone. I'm Katie. And I'm Chelsea. And you are listening to Tea Time with Katie and Chelsea, a proud member of the geek to geek Media Network. And on this week's episode, Chelsea and I will be talking about some of our favorite ice skating-related movies. But before we get into that, Chelsea, what have you been doing this week? Well, uh, I went apartment hunting with my coworker because she's getting an apartment, not me. <laughs> I already got. I already better got not. Place. I was like, excuse me. <laughs> no, my lease is not up in May. <laughs> But, uh, no, I w- we went sh- uh, looking for her, which was really fun. Uh, she almost wanted to get one of the places, but then it got taken right before she was going to apply. So that's kind of a bummer. Bummer. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, but we had, like, breakfast at a cute place afterwards. It was, like, this little cute cafe, but it was inside of a furniture store. Like, kind of like a um, home decor furniture store but like so the awkward thing is is when you walk in it's like just in a kind of almost like a house and then uh-huh i thought i saw a sign saying coffee shop seating to the left so i just followed that sign and went left and there was like four random tables but you couldn't really see like where someone would come to take your order and there's like no one there and we were kind of like, okay, this is weird. And then finally, when the employees walked by, it was like, oh, this is just additional seating. Like, the actual coffee shop is around that way. And I was like, oh, sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> so <laughs> we were just very awkwardly sitting there for like five minutes. And we went to the actual coffee shop, but it was cute. It had like, it had like, you know, lots of uh, indoor uh, trees, like plants and stuff and like twinkly lights and like kind of like garden furniture, but then like really comfy chairs. It was cute. It was really, really cute. So that was kind of fun. Uh, I also rewatched Dumplin' uh, on Netflix with her, which was fun because like I watched it by myself the first time, but then watching it with her, like it was like she really enjoyed it a lot. It was really cute. And then I finished Community. Which I'm really upset about. <laughs> Dang. Yeah, even, I'm telling you, like, even and I did season three and four in one day. So <laughs> we just, you know, kind of took our time with the last two. But it was nice because the first time I watched Community, I watched the sixth season on Yahoo because that's where it was made. And that was like pretty much the only place you could watch it. And it was so hard to watch because there were so many ads that you kind of like... It was almost more ad than show. So you kind of like it was just broken up so weird that you couldn't even remember what was happening. But the sixth season was actually like really, really good and really well done, like almost better than season five. So I was really pleased with how it ended. It ended really well. And then uh, Runaways season two has come back and caught up on the first three episodes of that which I'm super into. Nice. It's it's interesting. Like, I'm kind of... I feel like they're kind of treading water a little bit right now, but I feel like they kind of finally found their groove of what this season's going to be, and then they're kind of going for it now. Like, they have a whole new uh-huh. set piece, and I think they're 
uh, introducing like a new character possibly. So it's interesting. And then just cause I had some free time, uh, and because I've been dying to watch this movie and it's finally gone up here on now TV, uh, I watched princess diaries one and two and I like, Oh my God. I haven't watched the first one probably since I was like 12. Oh wow. I was just, it was just like all these like memories were coming back. Cause like I used to rewatch that movie on VHS all the time. I had the soundtrack mm-hmm. that I just pretty much played out until it was like broken basically. Um, so it was like, I just knew all the words to the songs that were playing and like, I knew all the quotes and it was, it was just amazing. <laughs> it was, I love those it was movies just so, so sweet. Much. And then like watching the second one, remembering like, like I used to watch, I would still watch Disney channel at the time that, the second one was on. Uh-huh. So like seeing Raven Simone and like, like at her peak <laughs> and baby Chris Pine and just like all the ref and like oh, just seeing Julie Andrews. I was just like, my made my heart so happy. <laughs> I love They're those so movies so good much. And like desperately need a third one. Just saying. But they're supposed to do it. So. I know, but like I need it right now. Like, <laughs> Oh, I know. I know. I got you all day long, girl. Don't worry. And then I started reading because like my semi New Year's resolution this year is to read more books that I'm buying. Uh Like I'm thinking of making a rule that I can't buy a book unless I've read three. Whoa. I think because because like Katie, you see behind me like (laughs) like I know. I know. Half of these books books aren't even read yet. I need to read some okay. more. So I think I'm making a rule where I read three and then I can buy one. Okay. Not not that I have to buy one, just that I can't buy one until I've read three. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got you. It's going to give me a rule to have some restraint. Because <laughs> I have no <laughs> self-restraint. <laughs> anyway, no. but the book I'm reading now is What If It's Us by Becky Albertalli and Adam Silvera. It's a co-authoring book that they did recently. Mm-hmm. it's really good so far. Um, it has a lot of, in fact, the, the title of the book is a reference to dear Evan Hansen. And it's got a lot of like Broadway references, like it's set in New York and everything. It's really cool. So I found this playlist on Spotify that someone made of like different songs that kind of go with the book, including a lot of them from dear Evan Hansen. So I've been listening to that while reading it. And I like it. Nice. Nice. What about you, Katie? Um, Well, I realized that I forgot to mention something in our last episode, which was something that exciting that happened last year, which was meeting Tracy from the Dawson Speak podcast. (laughs) Yeah. Which is super sad that I forgot to mention that because we did. We had dinner and then we met Tom Hanks. Well, we didn't meet Tom Hanks, but we saw Tom Hanks together. So... And I talk to her all the time. And I'm meeting her for dinner next week. So I'm very excited. I'm so jealous. Well, when you come to visit, maybe you'll get to meet her. I was going to say, I want to meet Tracy. <laughs> I also really want to meet Charles, who's her co-host. Yeah. So I've been catching up on their po- on the podcast because I felt like super far behind. So I've been listening a lot. I think I saw your tweets on it. Yeah. 
Yeah, where I, like, basically come to the realization that Dawson and Joey's uh, friendship is extremely toxic and really awful. And I was like, how did I never see this before? (laughs) Well, it's hard. It's like when you're that age and, like, you were obviously shipping them really hard. And I did. Well, Dawson and Joey, I shipped pretty hard early on. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I switched to shipping Pacey and Joey. And then I think I switched back at one point like yeah and then i switched back i keep switching like i'm like i don't know who i want but now i'm just like (laughs) like i feel like you probably would have been happy with either one yes you know because obviously there's a choice at the end and i think you would have you would have been happy on either choice yes i i would have been happy either way i am happy extremely happy about like how it ended yes no spoilers yeah um, but I think it would have been happy either way. Uh, let's see. What else did I do? I watched the college football championship, which was a glorious, wonderful moment for me to watch Bama lose. <laughs> Sorry for all you Bama fans. <laughs> um, but Clemson killed it. They did such a good job. Um, I love, it was a really good game. It was very, very good. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. That was Monday, Monday night. There was a lot of like, what is it? My dad comes home. He's like, I can hear you guys outside. And we're like, but football, football. <laughs> I'm sure you were really the only dumb. ones. No, it was like me and me and my brother were like, just like, ah, football, like <laughs> freaking out and stuff. And <clears throat> yeah, a lot of people were watching that game. So, I mean, it was a college football championship. And this was the first time since the late. I think it was like eight. It was like eighteen something uh, that a college football team went fifteen and zero, which is like winning fifteen games and losing none Whoa. in a season. And that was Clemson. So dang, yeah. So it was like really, really exciting, and I just I was very happy to watch Bama lose. Yeah. Sorry, it's <laughs> <laughs> like you guys always win and you lost. So sorry. Um, it's always next year. Ugh. um anyways and then uh this week i hung out with d and adam and i met morgan her friend morgan we went to choice music which is a music store at the koreatown galleria like just like the small galleria that's in the middle of koreatown in la and i spent too much money on korean pop albums i'm so jealous though (laughs) worth it it was pretty cool, though. They're, like, really nice there, and they have lots of stuff. And when you buy albums, you get freebies with it. So, like, they give you a lot of stuff for free, which is really cool. And they're, like, really awesome. And you can, like, pre-order stuff from them, and they'll hold it for you, and you just come and pick it up. And they're, like, they're just – it's, like, this cute, like, nugget of a place just, like, in the middle of K-Town, which was really cool. And – and it wasn't too hard to get there, and they have a um, a parking structure, like, right attached to the Galleria, which is, like, perfect, because parking in K-Town sucks so bad. Oh, does it? I don't know if I've been there too much. I've only been to K-Town a couple of times. I went to, a, a like, a really, uh, what is it, Road to Seoul, which is a Korean barbecue place that, like, Ooh. people rave about, and it's, like, really, really good. Um, parking there is just, like atrocious so we went there for Irwin's birthday mm. i think last year or the year before and i didn't drive thank god 
Carrie did. <laughs> my <Nice>. boss. <laughs> She's like, I'll drive. And I was like, great. I don't have to. I'll leave my car in the structure. It's fine. <laughs> I was like, well, carpool will work. It'll be great. There you go. But yeah, I can't wait to go back there and spend more money, which is just what I do. Yeah. Um, I started reading. So for Christmas, I got Becoming uh, by Michelle Obama. So I've started reading her book and she's a great writer. So I'm like excited to keep reading that. And then I started reading Dumplin' by Julie Murphy, which is what the movie's based off of. Yes. And which was a book that you sent me for Yay. Christmas. Um, I also started two new shows. I know. I'm like just on a roll right now. I think I've gotten to the point where like I need a break from Korean dramas. So I'm like watching yeah, like regular stuff. American TV, yeah. American TV, yeah. And uh, I started the Netflix original series, You. Oh, and I'm dying. I'm dying to watch it. You have no okay, idea. So without spoilers. Yeah, please no spoilers. I just want to say that this show is very good. So the two people who did this, who are doing this show are Sarah Gamble, who I know as a writer on and producer on Supernatural. Mm hmm. Like, she wrote some of my favorite episodes on the show. And then Greg Berlanti's doing it, which everyone, he did all the DC TV shows. He did Dawson's Creek from season, midway through season three mm-hmm. on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he did, like, Love, Simon mm-hmm. is his most recent movie that he's done. And he's done tons of stuff. Like, Greg Berlanti is just a very well-known name. He is hot right now. Yeah. So him and Sarah Gamble are doing this show together. And it's got the guy who played Dan in uh, Gossip, Girl. Gossip Girl. Penn Badgley, yeah. Yes. Um, I will say that this show makes me want to put all of my social media on private and not <laughs> talk to anybody. Yeah. Because it is frightening how much information, like, he was able to get so quickly on the girl. Yeah. And, like, I'm sure people have seen a bunch of stuff. If you've been on Twitter, you've definitely seen articles about... Um, Penn saying, like, stop romanticizing my character, Joe. Yeah. Like, he is not a good person. Like, stop it. And I was like, how are people liking him? Because, like, Colleen, one of my coworkers, just finished the show. And I was messaging her. And I was like, I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> no. Like, it's just because they like him, I think. Yeah. But then yeah. people, like, especially younger people, they get really confused. Because they're like, I like him but then they it's very confusing uh, they don't realize how unhealthy (laughs) yes uh i feel like when you finish the show we need to like do a full episode on it because it like talks so much about like uh the importance of privacy and having like even the smallest things to protect your information like a password on your computer or a lock for your phone yeah. People. <laughs> no, I, I feel like Eamon wanted to start binging it tonight. Okay. So, because, like, I don't know. We, we've been, I, everyone has said, like, it's super addicting. You know, yes. you're going to want to binge it all right away. So I thought, okay, we can maybe leave for a full day to binge it. But, like, Eamon and I don't have a day off together for a while. So I think mm-hmm. we're going to try to do some tonight, some tomorrow night. And okay. just try to finish it. Okay. I mean, it's it's so good. I mean, I don't know if I'll be able to finish it. Like, because I'm, like, watching it, but, like, I don't know if I'm going to have, like, the... Gotcha. It it freaks me yeah. out a little bit. 
Like, stalking is scary, and it's, and this is, like, I think this is the thing is that, like, you can watch TV shows about, like, stalking or, like, things about other things when you know that, like, no, this can't ever happen. Yeah. Like, if it's in a, like, situation or a world to where it's, like, very, like, you can step away from it because you know it won't ever happen to you. Like, fantasy or sci-fi or something like that. This is too, is very real. (laughs) Like... It's very, very real. Yeah, I understand that. So it's, like, scary. So it's it's going to take a little bit. Like, I can probably, I might be able to finish it, but I'll let you know. Let us know on Twitter or anywhere if you want us to cover that show, if you are interested in that. Yes. Um, and then I finally got around to watching, I watched the first episode of Dirty John, the miniseries that they did based on the podcast slash and real <laughs> life true story. Podcast slash real life slash... <laughs> Slash all the stuff that they did on Bravo with um, Eric Bana and uh, the mom from Friday Night Lights. Connie Britton. Um, My mom and I were watching it and my mom is like, uh, and I was like, yeah, yeah. Did she marry him after only knowing him for eight and a half weeks? She did. (laughs) I want to watch it so bad. That sounds amazing. You should watch it. It's really, it's actually just after like the first episode, you're like, so like I'm watching a lot of stuff that's like could very real happen to you. <laughs> so in, you're like, just psyching yourself like, out. Like one thing actually <laughs> did happen of like binging the show. Yeah, because like Dirty John and like so John Meehan and Joe, like they both have very similar like charismatic yeah. personalities. Like, I mean, if I had to like like I like Joe's that that character more than I like John Meehan, just yeah. like it just no. Because he's, like, out, like, he's, like, really nice to just the mom, but, like, a total, like, jerk to the kids. Whereas, like, Joe has just got this, like, nice guy thing, but he's actually super creepy. (laughs) It's, like, it's very weird. But anyways, people should watch both of those and hit me up with what you think (laughs) of both of those. And then we'll just keep watching and then talk about them eventually. Um... And also, don't forget to head over to geek2geekcast.com to check out the other podcasts on the network, including our two new people that we just added to the network, which is uh, Capsule J and Troidal Power. Uh, Both are streamers on Twitch, like we mentioned last week. And while they stream their favorite games, they talk about the games and they talk about geek stuff. They're also very active in both the uh, Discord, and in the Slack chats. I talked to them all the time. I watched both of their streams, actually, this week, which was pretty cool. I had no idea what Troidal Power looked like, and now I do, but I only know what Capsule J uh, sounds okay. like. <laughs> I don't know what he looks like. Um, but both are avid listeners of the podcast on the network, so it's really exciting. And just keep listening now to learn more about their shows. I'm Void. And I'm Beach, And together, we're the geek to geek podcast. Well, we make it. It is kind of us, but I guess it's separate. Every week, we pick a topic from geek or digital culture and chat about it for a while. And you're invited. We talk about books and movies, games, comics, the internet. Or really whatever we feel like. Yeah, that too. So look for the geek to geek podcast on iTunes. Or wherever your podcasts are sold. Or downloaded. Or whatever. Hi, my name is Joe Hogan, and I'm a geek. And if you're currently listening to this, there's a good chance you're a geek, too. So check out my podcast, Geektitude. Each week, I talk with somebody about their geek aptitude. Sometimes I talk to people in a geeky profession. 
Sometimes it's someone doing something really cool with their geekiness. Often it's another geeky podcaster. But it's always someone who wants to share their inner geek. So join me each week as we come together to geek out about all the geeky stuff we love. And remember, this week, keep it geek. And we're back. (laughs) So as I mentioned earlier, um, this week we'll be talking about some of our favorite ice skating related movies. And... I will just say now that these movies that we chose kind of cover the entire spectrum of ice skating related movies, which I didn't realize until I was um, watching I, Tanya. I've never seen the movie before. Um, And I watched it last night because it's available on Hulu for streaming. It's totally different than all of these. (laughs) I, Tanya is a thousand (laughs) times outside of like Ice Princess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we're covering the entire possible spectrum of ice skating related movies. Yes, um, in this podcast, so it'll be very. Th- it's got a little something for everyone. We got the young, like one you can watch with your kids. We got the like classic rom com. We got the like B budget uh, classic rom com. <laughs> and then we Are you talking about ice castles. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then you got super hardcore rated R. I saw you. <laughs> Yes. So, um, uh, Chelsea, what is your experience with ice skating? So, like, have you been ice skating? Do you know how to ice skate? Do you like it? Well, I went ice skating for the first time not long before I left California. So... What? (laughs) Yeah. No, for real. Nice. Okay. Uh, Because Liana... A friend of mine, friend of Dee's, who I used to work with, she like found she loves ice skating, loves, Uh loves, loves ice skating. And she found out that I'd never been and like was like, you're going with me. And so I'm pretty sure it was like the middle of spring or even the middle of the summer or something like that. Like it was it was probably I can't remember off the top of my head. It could have been winter. I'm not even sure. (laughs) My memory is really bad in terms of dates, but uh We went and like, I've done tons of rollerblading and stuff. Like I used to rollerblade like a lot as a kid. So I picked it up really easy. Like I fell, obviously, Mm -hmm. I think I fell once right on my butt. Like just, just straight up did the whole like, like, but for the most part, I actually skated really well and I picked it up and I was going quite fast uh, near the end there. And that is my one and only time ice skating. And I liked it a lot. But I love to watch movies about it. <laughs> okay. I like it. I like it. How about you? Um, I went ice skating. I've been ice skating quite a few times. So I uh, I used to go to uh, roller rinks because they had a couple around like where I lived growing up. Like I've been to. A, yeah, you have a lot near you. I d- did. Oh, did. did. Yeah. Past heads because uh, yes. California Skate and Roller City 2001 do not exist anymore. Yes, true. Um, but I mean, I did re- most recently go roller skating for my birthday mm-hmm. at Moonlight uh, Roller ra- Lounge in in L.A. So yeah. you should go there, people. It's really cool. Oh, Great yeah. Disco. I really want to go. Did you see that like Dax and and uh, Dax Shepard and Kristen Bell, like they like their whole friend group or whatever, bought out the whole rake and like had a party there? Oh, yeah, that's that's really popular for a lot of celebrities and and whatnot to have parties and stuff there. Yeah. 
I love it. I wanted to be in, I want to be invited to that party because it was really cool. Yeah, you're like, can I Anyways. buy out, can I buy out this whole roller rink? No, <laughs> no, I I just want to hang out with Kristen Bell. That's oh, what I really well, want. Well, duh, obviously. <laughs> um, but anyways, so like I used to go ice skating. There was there's an ice skating rink, uh, super close to where a roller rink used to be, um, where I live. So we used to go there quite often. And also, my middle sister really wanted to be a a figure skater. Oh, okay. She. Like, she wanted to be really bad because she was, like, totally into it. Like, she loved, like, Michelle Kwan and, like, all the famous figure skaters and stuff uh, as we were growing up. So, That's so cool. But that obviously never happened. Um, but so I've been ice skating quite a bit. The most recent I went ice skating was with Tiffany. Uh, we got to skate at the Honda Center, mm. uh, which is where the, the Ducks play, yes. the hockey team. So we got to go skating there. And I will say that I do not like hockey skates. They're yeah. very, like, bulky. And, like, I was so afraid of, like, falling and dying or something, like, on the ice. Because I have a messed up ankle. And no, ice skating is not great when you've got a bad ankle. And you had to, like, walk from the locker room yeah. out to the rink. And it is it is far. That is far. No, I think I, I wore regular ice skates, like figure, figure skating yeah. ice skates when I went. Yeah, so usually you would wear the figure skating skates, but like at the at the hockey rink, all they have are hockey skates. Oh, gotcha. Unless that you brought sense. your own yeah. skates. Um, but that was like the most recent thing. But I love I love ice skating movies, like I love dance movies yes. and gymnastic movies and stuff like that. Same, same. I can't do any of those things, but you put that in a movie, I'm gonna watch it. <laughs> like I'm yeah, gonna watch. It. I was. I was like, I am down. I was like, step up. Love that movie. Like Mm -hmm. the dance movies. So good. Um, But as far as like the ice skating movies, we settled on four. So they're like, aren't as many as I thought. I know. Because like I Googled ice skating, like figure skating movies and like a bunch came up, but there were so many I had never seen. And I was like looking at them and I'm like, I don't want to watch part, you know, like the third movie in a series of the only when the first one is good. Like, I don't want to watch the, all those other ones. Are you talking about the cutting edge? Cause the cutting edge has like four sequ- like four, you know, whatever four different movies. But yes. Like, yes. did I watch all of them? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I actually don't I, mind I, the second one. Okay. I haven't seen it. Well, most of those are on Netflix. So anybody can watch Netflix or Hulu or whatever. You can watch them anywhere pretty much at this point. Over here. They, I think, some of them are on Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. but I really wanted to watch the first one and I couldn't, but it's all right. I've seen it a million I'm times. Seen. Yeah. So if you haven't picked up on it, the four movies that we're oh. going to be talking about are The Cutting Edge, Ice Princess, Ice Castles, the remake, not the original, and I, Tanya. So I put them in order of when they were released, not when they take place. <laughs> Because yes. obviously, I Tanya would be first because yeah. it takes place in the nineties, late like the eighties, nineties. Yeah, but I went with release dates. So the first movie, The Cutting Edge, which is probably the first ice skating movie I ever saw. Same, which is this one. <laughs> it came out uh, March twenty seventh, nineteen ninety two. So it's an oldie. It's a very old movie. When you watch it again, you're like, God, this movie's so old. Yeah. <laughs> It's the year yeah. I was born, so. Yep. The year my, uh, this movie's older than my sister. Yeah. Yeah. It's older than Michelle. Uh, it has a 63% on Rotten Tomatoes, 
which isn't bad for these movies. That's rude. Well, I mean, no. surprise. I, one of them doesn't even have a Rotten Tomato rating, okay? Is that it Ice doesn't Castles? have one. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't have one. We're so bad. Um, So this movie was directed by Paul Michael uh, Glasser and then screenplay by Tony Gilroy. And it starred Moira Kelly, who plays Kate Mosley, D.B. Sweeney plays Doug Dorsey. And I put Roy uh, Dotrice, who plays Anton Pamchenko, because he's important to the story. Oh, very much so. (laughs) Yes. Uh, The plot of this movie is stuck-up figure skater Wiz Kate Mosley is denied a gold medal at the 1988 Olympics after a fall. As Kate uh, drives off partner after partner, her coach, Anton, must quickly find a new one in order to be ready for the next Olympics. Enter arrogant former Olympic hockey player Doug Dorsey, who uh, briefly encountered Kate years before. Reluctantly teaming up, Kate and Doug's icy rapport begins to thaw, resulting in a chemistry both in and out of the rink. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Wikipedia, for this fine... (laughs) plot description very very accurate (laughs) which is pretty accurate but i do love the like icy rapport begins to thaw like (laughs) ice puns (laughs) toe pick (laughs) anyways okay so what is your favorite part of this movie obviously like him falling over and over and over again trying to (laughs) Trying to obviously use his topic. Yes. Yeah. Because obviously he's trained with very different skates and a very different sport. And it's like a whole nother thing, whole different way of using your body. So he obviously had to like transition from being a hockey player to a figure skater. And like, it's kind of fun. You get to see him basically be like kind of cut down a little bit because he's like, like the description says, very arrogant. You know, he he thinks he's kind of above it, but mm-hmm. no, it's like, nah, dude, <laughs> it takes a lot of skill. Yeah, he has to, like, take ballet classes with her and then they, like, in the gym because he's, like, not graceful. Yeah. He's, like, <laughs> clunky and, like, an ex-alcoholic and he's, like, bumbling around and he's just, like, not great you have to you have to do a lot of stretching i mean you have to be very flexible you have to do a lot of different poses and lifting and Mm -hmm. you know it's it's also just very funny because like she's really stuck up and like because she comes from like a super rich family so she's got a lot of money and a private ice rink and all of this stuff and doug dorsey is like this he like I forget where, I think he works in a bar or he works somewhere else. And he's like this ex hockey player in Minnesota. I think they live in Minnesota and he's just like not great, but he was like amazing at hockey and he's really good on the ice. Yeah. So that's why like they decide to like pick him up and he can deal with her like, cause she's got this like really bad stuck up attitude Yeah. and he can take it. Yeah. Um, I love the part where he gets her to like play hockey and she hits him in the face with the puck. And she thought she, like, like 
hurt him really bad and like they wheeled him out in the wheelchair and he's just like uh she's like you said it was just his nose like what happened he's got like these this like big bandage around his face and he's like uh uh and they like he like pulls the bandage down and he just has like a bruise on the inside of his like right by his eye on the inside of his nose and he's like topic <laughs> oh so, so funny good. I do like the part, you know, when they're, like, trying to figure out, like, how to do the lift, and she's, like, suspended from the ceiling, Mm -hmm. and he just, like, lets her go, and she's like, hey, and he, like, spins her in a circle and just skates off, and she's stuck there, like, hanging from the ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) I like it. I like it so much. Like, obviously, they had a lot of the, like, burning chemistry of, like, oh, we hate each other, but really, we love each other. Like, I just, like, I... I watched this movie because it was one of my mom's favorites and it was one of the few mm-hmm. that she owned. So we would watch it together. And I just remember being like, Oh my God, they love each other so much. <laughs> you know what yeah, I mean? They, they had that serious trope going on. That's in rom-coms oh, where it's like yeah. the serious, like the guy from the wrong side of the tracks meets the, like meets the rich, up, rich stuck girl. up snobby girl and then they like become really good uh partners and then he starts to fall for her and she falls for him and then like yeah their chemistry just blossoms and stuff and oh my god well, yeah because didn't they have like the whole moment where they they're like listening to music together mm-hmm. and i i can't remember it I guess it has been too long since I've watched it, but there's something with the music that they kind of like break down and like start dancing, right? Don't they start like dancing together? I think so. Not like romantic, just like like fun dancing. Like like I think he starts yeah. blasting like metal music or something just to like piss her off or something like that. Oh, when he's staying at the house with her and yeah. they're like fighting over the radio and stuff. It's yes. like, oh she, my God. Yeah. She wants to listen to like classical or something. Like he wants to listen to like metal or I don't know, something like that. And they keep fighting over it. And then they're like in the office or something. Yeah. And he, they just like, they keep, they keep switching the music over. And she's like, this has grace and turns it up and switches it back. And you like, and they're going back and forth. And then like, I think her dad comes in. He was like, it's two in the morning. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I remember that scene. That's what it was. That's what it was. I always liked that scene. Um, But the big thing that was, like, the biggest thing about this movie is that uh, they have this move called the Pamchenko, which is, like, this move that in ice skating that's basically impossible. I don't think anybody could actually do this move. Like, it's impossible. It's ridiculous. So basically, like, if you haven't seen this movie, what it is is that... Um, they start spinning, and then he, like, releases her until he has a hold of one leg, and her other leg is on the ice, and then he lifts it up, and he's, like, spinning her by her feet in a circle, and then throws her up in the air, and, and she, lands she lands on the ice. Yeah. Oh, yeah, crazy. and I'm just, like... And when they were practicing, like, he kept, like, she kept hitting the ice, and you're just, like, ugh, because she's, like, hitting her shoulder and her back and her head, and, like... but they like at the end of the movie there's this like moment between them and she's like we're doing the pamchanko and he's like no it's too dangerous we can't she's like i'm putting it in because they're like on the verge of possibly losing yeah like the gold medal 
And so they do the move, and it's, like, perfect, and they, like, skate to the center, and people are throwing roses, and then they, like, kiss, and you're like, this is the greatest ending to a movie ever. <laughs> Which, like, in reality, like, how dangerous is that to, like, throw that move in when they hadn't perfected it? You know what I mean? Oh my god, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, so dangerous, like, but it was like... She could die. You, you knew the stakes were high. Like... <laughs> you're like they're gonna do it and you're sitting there you're just like what if they don't do it like what's gonna happen like he could kill her and you're just like no no this movie can't end this way they're gonna win gold medals all the way yes my god such a good movie so good i'm glad that that was like my first ice skating related Mm -hmm. film that came out and i was like it was them versus the russians and the french or it was like the germans i think yeah, or something. sounds about right. The, <laughs> like everything at that point was the Germans were always the enemy. It was like the Germans or the Russians because yeah. like you had like the the, uh, the hockey movie Miracle, which is like the U.S. Uh, Olympic uh, hockey team versus the Russian hockey team when yeah. we beat them in the Olympics, which was like huge. Um, but yeah, hockey movies. That's like a completely different topic oh, that yes. I could go days about i'm just saying yes you could (laughs) the mighty ducks i knew you were gonna say it (laughs) anyways okay so ice princess let's move on to that which is a beautiful disney film so we have this like romantic rom-com that's got some skeezy moments in it with like naked people and whatnot to ice princess which is a wholesome disney movie yes um which came out uh, March 18th in 2005, so my last year of high school. Oh my gosh, that was the year before I started high school. Yeah. Crazy, right? Like, before I ended high school. Uh, it has a 52% on Rotten Tomatoes. It was directed by Tim Faywell, and the screenplay was by Hadley Davis, and the story is by Meg Cabot and Hadley Davis. And it starred Michelle Trachtenberg, Hayden Panettiere, Joan Cusack, and Kim Cattrall. Yes. Uh, I forgot to put the cute guy's name on here, which I just remember. Teddy. The the guy who plays Teddy. Yes. Love Teddy. Anyways, so the plot for this movie is Casey Carlisle, who's played by Michelle Trachtenberg, is supposed to go to Harvard, just like her mother, played by Joan Cusack. While Casey has the grades to get into her mom's alma mater, what she really wants to do is pursue her passion, figure skating. (laughs) Both Casey's mom and Jen, who's played by Hayden Panettiere, the captain of the local team, uh, scoff at the idea of Casey on the ice. But Casey soon finds an un likely ally and coach in Jen's mom, Tina, who's played by Kim Cattrall, a former figure skater uh, trying to live down mistakes from her past. So this is fairly accurate, I feel like. Yeah. Um, they, they don't mention the fact that she wants, at first she wants to be on the ice because she wants to do like a science project. Like yeah, she wants so- to study ice skating scientifically and like the physics of it and how to mm-hmm. use physics to make their moves more accurate. Yeah. So she um is applying to college, right? So she's a senior and her she's brilliant. Like a f- Oh yeah. Ha- like does so well in physics and is like super smart and crazy. And but she's been skating on this like pond behind her house for most of her life and she just loves ice skating, but uh, her teacher tells her that she needs to pick a, pro- a summer project 
um, about something that's personal to her that she can do. And she decides to do her physics project on ice skating. And she studies the skaters that are at the rink, which is which is Jen. And then it's two other girls, Tiffany and Nikki. Mm-hmm. Uh, are the two other girls and she like helps them improve their moves and she said it isn't personal enough like her project wasn't mm-hmm. so her friend's like well why don't you put yourself in it so she starts taking classes but she can't really afford the classes so she works at the at the ice rink in the like snack bar while also taking these classes with these like little little kids oh yeah but like little kids <laughs> yeah but she like gets really good and she's just really natural and she performs in a um like a showcase thing where they get like scored on actual like like real levels that they do for nationals and stuff like that and she gets marked as like junior level which is the same level as Jen and Tiffany and Nikki because she's just naturally really good. Well yeah and I think a lot of it is like she knows the physics of how to do it Whereas, like, I don't know, like, because she knows exactly where to put her foot, where to, like, where her feet need to be, like, that kind of thing. Like, she's able to kind of, like, catch up on all the years that she's missed, obviously, of not doing it all growing up like the other girls have. Yeah, I think the biggest thing was what was she said, because, like, when she did a triple or she did some sort of jump, she go, uh, Tina... She goes, oh, she learned that on her computer. And Jen actually, like, defends her and says the computer doesn't make the jumps for you. Yep. It just helps you figure it out. And you have to be able to do it yourself. Exactly. And it's like, this movie is really, really good and sweet. And I think so. It's this, like, coming-of-age story of, like, trying to figure out who you want to be in your life and whether or not you can handle the pressure of something as demanding as like professional figure skating on top of like, she still is going to go to Harvard. Like she gets into Harvard. So she's going to be like going to Harvard, probably studying physics and also professional like figure skating. Like, like she could go to the Olympics kind of thing. And you're just like, Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, no, exactly. It's like for her, she really has to kind of like put her passion and her love for two things and like kind of make them work because she was obviously brought up by someone who was like extremely like feminist and like focused on her education and like very much against the traditional way of like doing things. But like her mom had, or she had to kind of show her mom, like, listen, I don't have to like downplay, you know, my looks or like things like this that, I, you know, I could still use my smarts and do something that I like. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Cause like she gets all, she's all shocked that she wants to wear like the glittery outfits and stuff. And it's like, that doesn't take away anything f- of her like intelligence at all. Uh-huh. You know, it's just one part of it. Like you can have the glittery outfits as well as like knowing the correct mathematical equation to do a triple jump, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. She kind of has to meld those two worlds together. Yeah. But, like, the amount of times she says that, like, I like physics. I like physics. I was just like, oh, my God, girl. Like, <laughs> you were like we know you're smart. We know. 
<laughs> nerd. I'm just kidding. No, I love her. I love that she's like super smart and like she's also super talented at ice skating, which is like adorable. Yeah. Um it is. It's cool. What's your favorite part of this movie? I do like when um when she does the like showcase with the little kids. <laughs> like when they put on that show. And they're all, like, less than half her size, and she's skating with them, like, and she's doing, like, she has to do it full out, you know what I mean? Like, doesn't matter if she's, like, three feet taller than the rest of them. Yeah. (laughs) I thought that was fun. Um, But I also kind of like how, like, her and Jen start to bond over, like, kind of helping each other out because obviously like Jen has like been doing this her whole life and it's kind of like she's kind of in the rebellious phase phase of like not wanting to wake up at five o'clock in the morning to do ice skating for two hours before school starts you know so they kind of like help each other out where like she helps her like skate and then obviously um oh what's Michelle Trackenbird's character again sorry Casey. Casey. So then Casey helps out Jen, like, with homework and things like that. And, like, she kind of teaches her, like, life skills. Of, like, here, this is, like, how you talk to people. <laughs> yes. Not like, just Casey's about physics. <laughs> I, lo- I love that. I love, um... Oh, my God. The end is, like, my favorite part of the entire movie with, like, her outfit. And, like, she went through this whole thing, like, fighting with her mom about doing skating. And then, like, she's out there skating and she had just fallen. And then her mom's in the crowd and, like, they see each other and they're, like, crying and it's beautiful. And then she, like, skates amazing. She doesn't win, but she, like, performs incredible. Yeah. Um. I like that, and when she goes to the party for the first time with Jen, because Jen's like, you want to come to this party? And she goes, I'm not dressed for a party, because she thought they were going to the movies or whatever, and she, like, takes the clip out of her hair, and she goes, flip your hair. Yeah. And she, like, does, and she goes, work the hair, no one will notice your outfit. And I was like, dang, my hair never looks like that good coming out of a clip. Like, what? I know. Um, it's, such a, it's such a movie trope to be like, just flip your hair. <laughs> Oh, it's perfect. It's perfect now. Um, but I will say I love the part when she's talking to Teddy at the party and he like breaks the the thing off of his soda, like the the tab on the top, and he's like, Oh, well, this is great. And she opens it for him with like and what does she say? Like, uh, an object is only as strong as its weakest point. And she like pops it open and she goes, Physics, and like hands him the <laughs> But I like when she's like trying to be all cute and then like puts her foot in the co- in like the ice thing and he goes, You can't keep off the ice, can you? Yes. I was like, it's so lame, but I like love it. <laughs> it's true. It is it's very, very cheesy, but yeah. it's fun. Yeah. Like it's not bad. It's just it's just cheesy. Yeah. My favorite thing is I feel like this is the first time, like the first movie where we start getting Michelle Kwan cameos. Oh, my God. Yes. Can we talk about that? Yeah. Where she just like pops up as like a commentator and you're like, is that Michelle Kwan? (laughs) Like the Olympic medalist figure skater? Like it's like as herself. (laughs) They're like. Who's available? Who would be willing to come in? What prof- What clean professional ice skater can we get? 
You're like we could get we could get uh was it Sasha Cohen who's also a figure skater right and then they're like no we want Michelle Kwan we love her because <laughs> like when we talk about when we talk about the next one mm-hmm. I'll I'll <laughs> we'll, we'll I'll tell you my reaction on that but yeah I I love that Michelle Kwan is just like oh I'll do a cameo there. sure yeah. Um, I did want to say that like all of her other cat, all the other cast members in this movie were legit professional ice skaters. So like the only two people who are not professional ice skaters in this movie were uh, Hayden Panettiere and Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah. So the actor, the the, the people who played Zoe Block, which was like direct competition mm-hmm. at all the national, like all the competitions, like she's an ice skater. The girl who plays Tiffany, ice skater, and the girl who plays Nikki, and then like all the rest of them are. Yeah. Um. I looked up some trivia on this movie because it's, like, interesting. So, like, uh, Tina Harwood, who is uh, Kim Cattrall's character, her backstory is supposed to be like Tanya Harding. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Because her backstory is that she got kicked out of competition from, like, competing because she was accused of injuring another player. Like, another skater before a competition. And everyone's like, oh, Tanya Harding, What? (laughs) Oh, That's why okay. her name is Tina Harwood, ah, Tanya Harding. I didn't, like, I didn't catch that, or nor I didn't remember it. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah. Or um, and then <laughs> it could be both. Uh, also, Michelle Trachtenberg. She trained for eight months to become a figure skater. That makes because sense. That makes sense. They did have a stunt double for her, so like somebody who was a professional ice skater stood in for her. But there were a couple of moves that she had to do that you couldn't have a stunt person in for and the reason i know this like beyond just looking it up is that when i was in high school there was a girl who was in my algebra 2 class who was a professional ice skater that i went to high school with and she actually was up to be michelle trachtenberg's stunt double like skating double in the movie so she like went to the auditions and was there for a lot of it and i think she was um too short oh. or too tall i don't remember which one it was if she was like uh her height was wrong yeah. but she was telling me that like michelle trachtenberg is able to do i think at the movie is called a spread eagle where you put your feet flat like where you turn your hips out like a ballerina and you slide along the ice with your feet like flat out mm-hmm. and apparently like my the girl that I knew like she wasn't able to do that but Michelle Trachtenberg could do that (laughs) maybe she was like super flexible yeah I think that's one of the moves that she had to learn how to do that you can't have a stunt skater for yeah makes sense so I thought that was pretty cool but also like some of the other things that they had in there was that like Michelle Trachtenberg was the oldest person I guess because like some of the other figure skaters were really young and so, like, she worked longer and harder than everyone else did for this movie. And, like, I think they said that, like, some of the days that she was on the film, she was doing, like, 24-hour days where she, like, was, like, working, like, practicing, practicing, practicing with film and then practice more and film and, like... Oh, my God. Yeah. I knew... Because, yeah, I feel like she is always playing someone younger than she actually is. It's because she looks really young. She looks really young, yeah. Because she's playing, like supposedly a high school student in gossip girl and obviously that's like way later like five years later (laughs) um there was apparently a like tbt to harriet the spy 
in this movie too, oh, where he nice. like takes her notebook and he goes, "Oh, definitely spy language," and we're like, "Oh, oh, because <laughs> she was there at the spy with her little notebooks." So, anyways, um, we're gonna move on to Ice Castles, which was released in February on February 9th in uh, 2010. This was a direct to DVD film. <laughs> Um, it's a remake of a 1978 film of the same name, which the 78 version apparently is on lists of like great movies to watch. So we watched the non good version. Oh, whoops. Oh, well, that's fine. The other one wasn't available um, for me. So I think I didn't bother to try hard enough to like look for it. Um, sorry guys. <laughs> um, so this movie was directed by, uh, Donald. I think it's where something like that um he also did the screenplay uh along with gary l bame and karen block morse and then the film starred tiffany firth or sorry taylor firth i can read rob mayers henry zirkery zirkery uh morgan kelly molly uh oberstar and the plot which is very short says after losing her sight in an accident, a former teenage ice skating sensation makes a dramatic return to the sport with the help of her boyfriend and her family. Um, Which totally spoiled the movie for me when I read it. Because I just quickly, like, uh, like obviously read the description when I went to go watch it on Amazon. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh. Okay, so then I kept, wa- like, I I watched the movie and it takes a long time for that part to happen. For her to become blind and yeah. then go back. So, like, <laughs> every time she performed, I kept waiting for her to fall. And then she did it. Because she performs, like, like a, like at least two times where it's, like, a full-blown performance. Mm-hmm. And I, I just kept anxiously waiting for her to, like, have a big fall. And then she did it. And I go, what the heck does this happen? <laughs> like, she was like randomly fell out on the ice, not during a performance. Yeah, like it. I, I don't know. I feel like the the movie was structured oddly. Mm-hmm. Like for what the description was, the movie should have been written a little bit differently. Yeah, because it's all about her losing her sight, them keeping it a secret, and then her basically learning how to ice skate blind. And then Which performing. I feel like all happens in the third act. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, the first two acts of the movie, I keep waiting for her to lose. <laughs> like, I figure, like, okay, she's probably going to, like, have an accident and lose her sight, like, or, like at the end of act one. And then we'll have to, like, go through the battle of her, like, figuring it out. And then her, like, I don't know. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like... Mm-hmm. I, I kept expecting it to be structured a little differently and I kept waiting for like the boyfriend to really like they just dragged out the whole part where they were long distance yeah because that's what this description like doesn't tell you is like her and her boyfriend like he's a hockey player she's an ice skater but like not really like she was just kind of like a casual ice skater Mm-hmm. when someone sees her skate and is like, no, like you've got some moves. I want to train you up and have you perform. And so then she moves away from her home and away from her boyfriend and does like a professional ice skating thing. And then their relationship is like super strained because she's practicing all the time 
and he's playing hockey and they just never connect. Mm -hmm. And then she becomes like super famous in the ice skating world and like becomes a sensation and like all this. And then, yeah. So it's like so much happens before anything (laughs) that happens in the description. Yeah. Um, you wanted to mention how you felt about the Michelle Kwan cameo in this movie. Also. Okay. Okay. Well, well, first of all, the opening scene in this movie is like identical. Like, you know, this came after is like identical to the opening scene in Ice Princess, which is her <laughs> ice skating on a pond in her backyard. Yep. But at the same time, this is a remake of another one. and We haven't seen the original. So yeah. did Ice Princess steal this from the original Ice Castles? And then Ice Castles obviously redid it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And then, too, the, Mich- <laughs> the Michelle Kwan cameo is once again identical to the one yeah, in Ice Princess. <laughs> She's like a commentator or something on like the competition. But it's like they t- It's like they took the one from Ice Princess and they're just like so we're just going to take that script and just change the name and then <laughs> I love it. Like I kept watching the scene going what the heck this is from did have I seen this movie before like <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I got you. That's really funny. It, it's identical. So if you if you end up watching those movies, like <laughs> look and see how my identical god. they are. <laughs> my god. Okay. Um, let's wrap up with talking about Itania. Oh, so yes. this movie came out December eighth of twenty seventeen. It has an eighty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It won some Oscars. It won. Got nominated for like. A bunch of awards. Yeah, it was a big deal last year for sure. Yeah, so it was directed by Craig Gillespie and written by Steven Rogers, and it starred Margot Robbie, Sebastian Stan, Allison Janney, Julianne Nicholson, and Caitlin Carver. And the plot of this film is, in 1991, talented figure skater Tanya Harding becomes the first American woman to complete a triple axel during a competition. In 1994, her world comes crashing down when her ex-husband conspires to injure Nancy Kerrigan, a fellow Olympic hopeful, in a poorly conceived attack that forces the young woman to withdraw from the national championship. Um... Harding's life and legacy instantly become tarnished as she's forever associated with the one of the most infamous scandals in sports history. Now, I watched this movie for the first time last night, and I'm sitting here watching this, like, BS happening, because I remember when this whole thing went down. Like, I was a kid, but I, I do remember the whole, like, Tanya Harding, Nancy Kerrigan, like, rivalry, and then, like, the whole, like, knee-whacking incident and all that stuff. But when I was watching the movie, like, the guy who was playing the, um, the reporter for Hard Copy, when he was talking, he was like, I don't understand how these two boobs, that's what he called them, the two hitmen, <laughs> like, he called them this pair of boobs, were able to pull this off, and I'm sitting there watching it like... There's no way that this actually happened because it is so stupid. But I feel like, I don't know how true this is, but I feel like I heard somewhere, like, you know, the scene where they're running away, obviously, Uh from the incident. And the guy, like, literally 
he like has to smash through the glass door instead of just like like he makes all these stupid moves like getting out like (laughs) and like i heard somewhere that 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 really did happen but i don't know like i said i don't know how much of this is obviously true and how much of it is dramatized but they are idiots (laughs) like (laughs) but then again they're hired by a complete idiot (laughs) So it doesn't surprise me. Okay, my favorite part note joke of, like, this movie was really good. Like, it was yes. really, really good. They did a phenomenal job with it. The If you look at the video of Tanya Harding when she skated and landed the first triple axel ever, and then the video of Margot Robbie, like, doing that scene, they're, like, identical. Hand oh, placement. Yeah. Like, everything is, like identical so like kudos to them on making this incredible movie but i will say that like the part that i love the most which was super super funny is when they're interviewing the guy who's like her bodyguard slash jeff's best friend oh right so like her ex-husband and he's like he was talking about he was like yeah i know everything about counterterrorism, and people interview me and i'm an expert and the person interviewing him was like no, you're not. He goes, no, I am. He was like, who He's said all, that? I, def- I, I definitely am. I d- I'm definitely, uh, I got, no, all- like, he's de- just, he's, like, mumbling it. Like, he's like, yeah, no, like, I'm super, I, like, I'm super knowledgeable. And I, uh, <laughs> and the reporter's just like, no. No, you're not. Like, you're not. <laughs> um, I was laughing so hard when... Uh, when Jeff went to, like, his house, right, after the whole thing went down. And, like, they were only supposed to send threatening messages, okay? This was the whole thing. This is what rocks my brain. So, according to this movie... um, Yeah, according to this movie, like, we have to... According to this movie, Jeff and Tanya conspired with the guy who was, like, Jeff's best friend to hire people... That he knows to send letter threatening like letters to Nancy Kerrigan, right? That is not what happens. He like he was like you have to pay them and like all this stupid stuff. He's like, no, this is what they do. I had this whole thing in mind the whole time, and I was like, dude, you are not running the mob. No. You're an idiot. He's an idiot like, who like scammed <laughs> his friend out of like thousands of dollars. <laughs> he like, I'm still like. Okay, I know this is really, like, awful, but, like, um, because what happened to Nancy Kerrigan is awful. Oh, like, yeah, it's because so awful. even if she is an amazing ice skater, no one's ever going to remember that. The nope. only thing that they will remember about Nancy Kerrigan is that she got whacked on the knee because of some idiot that was hired by Tanya Harding's ex-husband. Yep. That's it. Exactly. That's, that's, all she'll ever be and but like, i will say no go like ahead. the go part ahead. the part where she where she got hit on the knee right and she's like sitting there and the camera's like in her face and she's like why <laughs> oh yeah like definitely the way they filmed it <laughs> i was I, I just started laughing and it's so sad because you're just like oh my god because she's like upset because like that's a career ending oh injury yeah. like it broke her knee and like, like her whole life and is wanting hurt. to become. 
oh, so bad. And like watching him do it, though, was just so because he was like walking up and then he like came from behind her to whack her on the knee and he had to like turn and he's like, (laughs) oh, my God. Did you notice that the two doors he was trying to get out of right were chained, but the door next to it was open? That's what I'm saying. All he had to do was go to a different door, but he instead is like, no, I have to shatter the glass of this door. (laughs) But he doesn't shatter the glass with the metal collapsible baton he's holding. He uses his face. Yes. He like butts it and breaks the glass and I love the guy in the car is like what the hell? It's like it's the most idiotic way like of escaping. Like you would think that would be the first thing you're like alright I need to plan like an escape route like (laughs) no. (laughs) And like on top of that like the best friend he was like we can't tell anyone we have to keep this a secret and then they go into this montage of him freaking telling everyone you know that Nancy Kerrigan thing I did that of course like telling everyone and I was like this guy's such an idiot like he's just oh he's he's so sad he's just a sad guy it's just it's not great and like I feel so like we don't know like Nancy what is it Uh, Tanya Harding pled guilty right to conspiring and she got banned from competitive ice skating for life which was, like, really sad because she's, like, when you're watching her at the end in the courtroom, she's yeah. like, I'll take the jail time. Just don't take ice skating away from me because it's her entire life. Yeah. And I feel like based on this story and, like, everything that you see in the film, she went through so much to get herself to her level because uh, she was not what they were looking for to represent the United States overseas on their Olympic team because she was trashy. She cussed. She picked rock music, not classical. And, like, she did all the things that were not what they were... That was, like, the complete opposite of Nancy Kerrigan. Like, she was the wholesome golden child, and Tanya Harding was the bad girl. Like, the trashy bad girl. Because, like, what was it when she asked the, the... The judge, like, what is it about her score? He said it was never about your skating. It's not always about your skating. Because her skating was exceptional. Mm -hmm. She was the first U.S. woman in history to land a triple axel cleanly. Yep. And that is one of the most difficult ice skating moves there is. Yep. Was the triple axel. And he goes, your skating is phenomenal. He goes, it's your attitude and your lack of family values or whatever. Because her mom based on this, is awful. Oh, my Treats God. her like crap. Hits her, is abusive. She marries somebody who's also super abusive and hits her all the time. And, like, she overcame a lot, and then this moronic, stupid thing happened to I her. I know. Like, with her it, whole life. This movie, like, really... It's conflicting in how you feel about her. For sure, because mm-hmm. you sympathize with her a lot in terms of her upbringing and her life. Like, she, like, like literally take her home life out and she's, like, on paper, a fantastic skater. But that's mm-hmm. not all they're going to judge with. Even, like, now, I'm sure they've obviously progressed in terms of who they look at from, like, back then to now. Like, yeah she's 
totally different, but that's kind of what made her that good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like if she had a nice upbringing, she probably wouldn't have worked her butt off the way that she did. Yeah. You know, cause she knew she had to, and she knew it was something she was good at. Yeah. And it was her ticket out of her crappy life. And yet her crappy life also is what ruined her career. Her for everything. Yeah. Um, when this movie came out, she did a whole 60 minutes, like the real Tanya Harding did a whole 60 minutes thing. And they actually talked to her and her mom. I think they talked to her mom, but they mostly talked to Tanya, but they did interview Nancy Kerrigan and those two have never spoken. And they asked her like, has Tanya ever like apologized or whatever. But like, the thing is the biggest thing that they're sticking to like in real life is that Tanya Hardy doesn't think she did anything wrong. Because she wasn't, like, she says that she had no idea about the knee whacking or anything that was going to happen with that. Like, and that's a story she's sticking to. She's not changing that. Yeah. Like, even though she was found guilty of conspiring, she was like, I didn't know about it. I had no idea. Like, I was asleep. I didn't know that they were going to do this, that whole thing. And she may have been, but we'll never know for sure. Yeah, no one will ever really know. And I, like, it just sucks because, like, Tanya Harding was an incredible ice skater who like did all of these things and overcame a lot and then she just happened to be coupled with a really horrible ex-husband who is also really terrible and then poor nancy kerrigan's story will never be anything more than being associated with tanya harding exactly and this is not to like say that tanya harding was like was this completely innocent underdog. Like, she definitely, like, was a troublesome, like, problematic person on her own. Yeah. But you can't help but, like, know that people are more complex than that and that she, like, obviously kind of became who she was because of her upbringing. So, I mean, like, you really have to think about all those things. It's not very black and white with her. No, you feel because like there's parts where you're just like, oh, my God, like, I feel so bad for you. And then there's other times where you're just like, God, you're terrible. (laughs) But I like that the movie shows that. I think it's important. Yeah. Yeah. All the parts of her. And then it shows you what like, because like, I love the thing where she like, she's like, can I just say one thing about Nancy Kerrigan? (laughs) You're just like, oh, man. Oh, man. (laughs) But the movie is really good. It's funny and totally screwed up. And, like, I totally understand. Like, Alice and Janney did an incredible job playing, like, this trashy, awful mom. Yeah. And, like... Really, really puts your mom into perspective, you know what I mean? (laughs) You're like, my God, my mom is great. Compared to, like, the way that she portrayed that mom. I was just like, God. Jeez. But, yeah. Okay, one more question, and then we'll end this, since we're going kind of long. Um... Out of all of these four movies, which one is your favorite? Probably The Cutting Edge. Like, for sure. It has a lot of nostalgia for me. Uh, I think it's, like, really well-rounded overall. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's not, like, too racy. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I watched this as kind of a young... Or I watched it as kind of a young kid. So it's not like Tanya Harding, where it's, like, complete opposite spectrum. <laughs> Oh, yeah. But there I think, was like, there was, like, full-on sex and stuff in... Oh, God, yeah, and abuse. And I, And, Don, yeah. and t- terrible words that I will, like, never say in my life. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, I, I like The Cutting Edge just because it's, like, it's kind of that in-the-middle 
You know, it's yeah. it's like still adult enough, but like like clean enough to be somewhere in the middle. Yeah. And uh, it's both funny and romantic and has like high, st- well, like semi high stake drama in it. Like, yep. <laughs> high stakes is in terms of ice skating. <laughs> yes. Yeah. How about you? Honestly, same. I love The Cutting Edge is like one of my favorite movies. So it's like way up there on the list. I love it'd probably be like The Cutting Edge, Ice Princess, I, Tanya, Ice Castles. Yes. Ice Castles isn't very good. Ice, ca- Ice Castles. Wow. But the girl, the main girl was a ice skater. Yeah, they found her. They picked her based on she'd never acted on anything before. And they uh, went for her because of her ice skating ability. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, you could tell it was definitely her skating the whole time, which I really appreciated. Oh, yeah. She's very good. Mm -hmm. She's very good. Um, There are probably other ice skating movies that we didn't talk about, like Blades of Glory apparently is on the list of, like, really great ice skating movies. I really wanted Um, to watch it. I just couldn't find it anywhere. I couldn't find it. So uh, we did not talk about that one. But let us know what your favorite ice skating movie is. And if you liked any of these movies... Uh, yeah. Let us know. So, yes. And with that, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Tea Time. The show notes for this episode and all of our other episodes are available on our website, teatimewithkc.com. Feel free to reach out to us via Twitter or Instagram by using the handle Tea Time with KC. You can also chat us up on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash Tea Time with KC. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or suggestions for future episodes, feel free to email us, twithkc at gmail.com. And don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. And I, once again, forgot to talk about those two reviews that we got. And I will make sure that we put it in there. It'll happen, I swear. I swear. And lastly, don't forget to check out the other podcasts on the geek to geek media network by visiting geek2geekcast.com. And don't forget to check out the two streaming on Twitch. And we'll put the links for those two streams in our show notes for Toidal Power and Capsule J. And if you want, you can chat with us in real time by downloading the messaging app Slack and joining our Slack workspace at slack.geek2geekcast.com. Or you can chat us up on Discord. I guess I'm going to be on Discord more often so I can talk to people because there are a lot of people on Discord that we don't talk to. (laughs) That's true. I do want to go on that more. Um, We'll include invite links in the show notes for both of those. And until next time, bye. bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next time for another cup of tea.